0: KTAR News on 92.3 FM. Get some perspective. Bruce St. James and Pamela Hughes.
1: Yeah, a little Depeche Mode for you there right now. Uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame has announced their induction class. And Depeche Mode, one of my favorite bands, Barry, uh, is getting into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I remember going to uh, see the Violator Tour in the 90s. And David Gahan was right there. It was martin gore it was awesome as you can tell <laughs> i love excited. me some depeche mode yeah. doobie brothers nine inch nails another one of my favorite bands making the list as well uh that coming out today and then you know what i want to take a moment here uh switch things up a little bit because i think it's important to to talk a little bit about this something that that you and i just found out about um uh, mm-hmm. There was a statement that was recently released, I believe this morning from Arizona Congresswoman Ann Kirkpatrick. Now she serves uh, arizona's second congressional district, so think like um, part of tucson wilcox Sierra vista like that that whole area here and and apparently she had a pretty bad fall and an accident last week um, fall serious enough. That, that she's going to need some physical therapy and time to recover. So we wish her the, the very best on that. But it, it was the second part of the statement that – jumped out to me.
0: Yeah. I mean, she, she, may, she talked about that and needing physical therapy and yeah. then immediately said that the fall was the result of an ongoing issue she's had with alcohol and that she's going to start seeking some treatment for that as well uh, for alcoholism. And apparently it's something she's been dealing with for quite some time uh, and I guess covering it up or hiding it. And it, it apparently contributed or caused this fall. And she's now realized, uh, hey, I need to I need to work on this.
1: Part of the uh, statement released by Arizona Congresswoman Ann Kirkpatrick says, I'm finally seeking to help after struggling to do- do so in the past, and I'm ready to admit that I, like countless other Americans, suffer from this disease. And she says, with humility, I share this news with you, and throughout her time in Public Service, she's also said that uh, you may not agree with me, but you will know where I stand, and she is continuing to honor that commitment to transparency, of which I appreciate, and I also wish her the the, the very best in, in, in recovering from the fall, as well as Getting some treatment.
0: Yeah, I mean, hopefully she, uh, hopefully she finds the help she needs and, and can do better and recover physically and uh, and from that disease. It's. It's a big one, Pamela. We've talked about it a lot. I mean, it's it's difficult for everybody, and, and uh, give her a lot of respect. Somebody, in the public eye, someone serving in Congress, yeah. uh, to say, hey, you know what? Let me just make this public here. what I'm, and, here's and I what I'm need dealing some help.
1: With. Yeah, I mean, and 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 hopefully she gets that, and I believe that she will. Here's to a speedy recovery. Uh, then we want to you know take a look at what's happening here and the <laughs> what's happening down at the Capitol, Barry. I mean, a lot of times I just scratch my head, going, what the heck? And this sexual education reform bill. Man, it had me scratching it six ways from Sunday. This is the 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 sponsor of it, uh, State Senator Sylvia Allen, that in a nutshell, you weren't going to be able to talk about sex ed, sex ed in public schools here in Arizona until the seventh grade, which means like what, like 13, 14 year olds. I think you need to start a little sooner than that. And also like Banning talking about homosexuality or even the word homosexual in the curriculum. She's yanked the bill.
0: Yeah, she pulled the bill. There's a lot of negative... Uh, Attention to it, and I I think not just from the media, but also from her, her colleagues and other people in government. And she pulled the bill, bill, but she still had a hearing yesterday. Uh, They did something uh, very unusual. They had a uh, an opportunity for the people people to show up to speak, uh, which they did. Uh, But the the part that's so wait 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 yeah
1: you wait let's back (laughs) up because you just kind of went right past that so. She's gotten a lot of pushback on this, and she says it's because we, under, we misunderstood the bill. Maybe you didn't write it very well. So she yanks it by saying, you know what, I'm going to fix some of the issues and bring it back. But then, after yanking it from the committee, it still heard.
0: Yeah. Well, here's what happened. They had, a, they had a little rally there at the Capitol with her and the people who were supporting this bill, even though they yanked it. And then she let them all come in. And even though there was no hearing on it, okay. they, they did what they call, they call it unusual, a public comment period in the legislative committee hearing. That meant the committee members, they're not allowed to talk or respond. So they just basically let anybody who wanted to from the public come in and talk. And of course, since they had just had a rally, it was all Everybody's these... all fired up. Yeah. It was all people from that one side of it. No one else showed up because there was no bill. Uh, and the first speaker was this Sharon Slater. And she's from something called Family Watch International. They do, they do this internationally. And we heard about them back in September. Sylvia Allen spoke there with Rusty Bowers and really said some stuff that was kind of anti, anti-gay, anti-LGBTQ. Uh, this organization fights that, has been fighting uh, it for 20 years, including internationally, where they go to other countries. I'll give you an example. Uh, they go to other countries to fight uh, uh, gay rights. So they went to Nigeria in 2012. It was illegal to be gay in Nigeria. You could be arrested. You could be killed. They went to Nigeria that was looking to change that law. So it would no longer be illegal to be gay. And they encouraged Nigeria not to change the law. They wanted what, so to
1: people can be arrested and killed. Keep
0: homosexuality awesome. illegal. Jeez. That's that's the organization that wrote this bill with Sylvia Allen.
1: You know what? Like when you dive deeper into these issues and and you start learning them about learning more about it, it turns your stomach because when when it, when it comes down to what this would have done or what this could have done, all right, what it could yeah. have done, is you have young people out there. You may not like the fact that they're gay, all right? That might be against your religion. That might be against your beliefs. and You may not like it. You don't have to like it. But you not liking it, it doesn't change yeah. who they are. And so by preventing even the mentioning, listen, sex ed isn't a how-to, Parents need and adults need to get over that. This is about biology. It's about something we all went through, yeah. but you're just too uncomfortable to talk about it. Right. And so a lot of parents are too uncomfortable to talk about it. I talk about it with my 10-year-old. Have to. I think it's my job as a parent to give her that kind of information. And I'm fine with the school supplementing it. And if I'm uncomfortable with it, I don't sign the paper. And if I'm unsure what it is, I go in and I take a look at it. Parenting is a full contact sport. Yeah. But to act as though this doesn't exist and it's bad, the message it sends to young people out there who are living with this, who are probably already afraid to come out to their parents and their families, and they think that it's so bad because the school won't even mention it. The right. damage that is done from this is something that ends up people in therapy years down the road. Right.
0: I'll tell you, and, and there's, I think most school districts have an opt-out provision where parents can yes. decide the younger age is whether my school district did. It sounds like Yours did. And there's a bill, by the way, there's another bill pending um, to make the opt-out required by law, which I think is fine. If, if you're a parent of a kid and you don't think your kid – you don't want your kid to hear this, okay. You, you have the ha-
1: option as a parent to course. decide what's best for a- your kid. I'm a- fine
0: with that. And we should have that. But to just say we're going to mandate it legally from the state that you can't talk about homosexuality, that you can't talk about sex education before seventh grade at all – it's irresponsible, frankly, and and the, this is what these special interest groups that are down there—they get the ear of these legislators. It's just amazing they write these bills. And and Sylvia Allen is coming out and saying it's not anti-homosexual. It's written by an anti-homosexual, an anti-LGBTQ. Uh, an international group. That's who wrote the bill. Don't tell me it's not. It is. That's exactly what it is. That's why everybody read it that way. And if she brings it back, I hope the same uproar occurs if it's written this way again.
1: Yeah. You know what? If it walks like a duck and it quacks like a duck, yeah, it's a duck. And that's exactly what this is. So when she says she's going to edit it because we all misunderstand, I didn't misunderstand anything. Uh, I didn't misunderstand anything. Um, I get it. And I don't like it. And hopefully it doesn't see the light of day again. But coming up next here, we've got a story of uh, online reviews and some people getting into hot water. But, you know, justice may have preserved. And it's just a great example, Barry, as to why I just don't even bother (laughs) writing reviews.
0: Bruce St. James and Pamela Hughes.
1: Little Nine Inch Nails for you as they are being inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I will tell you, it's like it's like the good bands. Like these are like my <laughs> bands. You're all excited. That are now getting in. Yeah, you know, Nine Inch Nails. We got Depeche Mode, a little Notorious B.I.G., uh, Whitney Houston, to name a few. So we're gonna be playing. How some is of was whiskey? Songs
0: for you. R- Whitney Houston uh, not rock in and, it. Rock and roll. No, I mean, oh, wow. super talented. I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I mean, but. when
1: you say rock and roll, I mean, there, there's a lot of different kind of artists in there. All I think right. that's just kind of like your catch-all. They don't say the Music Hall
0: of Fame. It is right. the Rock and Roll Hall yeah, of yeah. Fame. Yeah,
1: yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Uh so do you read reviews?
0: Yes, I read reviews all the time.
1: Yeah, me too. You yeah. know, I, I read them all the time. They do influence what I buy, what I don't buy, where I go, where I don't go, Very things important. along those lines. And companies know how important it is to their bottom line to have good reviews, whether it be on a TripAdvisor or a Yelp or Google.
0: Yeah, they know people look. They know people are reading these things and it it, it they take it into account in deciding what to buy.
1: So when you get a bad review, what yeah. do you do? Well, more and more businesses are suing. To get the review taken down. And that's where we find uh this story coming out of Nashville where a woman went in and was recording her doctor's appointment with her dad. It was her dad's doctor's appointment. He's elderly. She wanted, and she says, to get the information from the th-
0: she's the not, meeting. She's not recording for a nefarious reason. No, 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 no. She's just recording so she doesn't miss anything.
1: And, and I mean, like, hello? Yeah. Do you know how many times I've been to doctor's appointments and then I go home and I'm telling my husband about it, and he goes, What do they say about this? And I'm like, ah. I know they talked about that, but I don't remember. If you record it, you have it there and like, you know, let's go to the tape kind of thing. <laughs> and that's exactly what she did. But when the doctor realized that she was recording it, she says he threw a temper tantrum and got really uncomfortable and awkward. And so she left and went to Yelp and posted a review that called his prof- his, his behavior unprofessional, unethical. She was going to be filing a complaint with the medical review board um, and just really... Really took him to task on Yelp. He didn't like it. He sued her for defamation, libel, and false light, and it went to court.
0: Yeah, I mean, they they filed a libel lawsuit, and it's been dismissed now. The, the woman was forced to hire an attorney. The attorney came in, looked at what she wrote, filed a motion to dismiss. And based on what I read, what she wrote, I, I think the motion would have been successful. And I think the lawyer for the doctor said, Let's get out of here now. And they voluntarily dismissed the lawsuit. Now, I'll tell you, there are other options. A woman was forced to incur attorney's fees. She could have said, I'll only allow the dis- you to dismiss if you pay my attorney's fees. They could have tried to do that. It looks like that didn't happen. But uh, it's. You don't do them at all because this is what you're afraid of, right? You're That's afraid- exactly. It. yeah, and
1: and I know it's one of the reasons why you know the attorney came out and was trying to to make big news about this because, you know he he was saying that he wants to encourage people not to self-censor because of fear of a lawsuit being filed and to fight back to discourage fr- frivolous lawsuits. yeah, I, you know what I don't have the time. I don't have the time, I don't have the energy, and I don't want to invest the money because yeah. your neck could necessarily well, about, be on the line. Do you
0: ever do positive reviews? Do you ever I say, don't do any reviews. All right. Well, I mean, you could do a... Po- no one's going to sue you because you say nice things about them. So I you get can it. do that. But
1: again, I don't have the time for that either. I only have the time to read them, you're
0: not a, contribute to you're them. You're a taker, not a giver.
1: When it comes to reviews. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and there have been times, too, where I guess for me, I'm just not one, believe it or not, if you've listened to this program for any period of time, I'm not one to really like raises think about things. Yeah, the the way I address them is I just don't go back. I've had bad experiences at restaurants. I have fired I you know what I, I was just having a conversation with a friend about this. I have fired at least four doctors in like the last two years. Wow, this last one, you know, the doctor told me one thing. The front office told me another. The hours that they had available to run a certain test didn't work for me because it was like between 8 and 10. I'm like, uh, hello, I work. And they weren't willing to bend and and like, this is just the way it is. And I'm like, okay, well, then you're not for me. You're yeah. fired. And I went to someone else. And that doesn't mean that like, I've got to go to a website and write a whole review about oh, it get and that. get everybody else all like in, yeah. in an uproar. I just... I just move on.
0: I, I find most negative reviews uh, online on the Yelps and the TripAdvisors, oftentimes it's something so specific that's obviously a mistake. It's not necessarily uh, relevant to a normal visit. Um, I find most of them to be ridiculous, but people are just being vengeful. They want to go in there and give you the one star and, and do whatever that may be. And, you know, I checked in and my room wasn't ready. It's like, well, okay. I mean, is everybody's room All not those ready types or types of just things yours? I get. Yeah. But
1: when you're telling me about bed bugs, I'm out. Well, right. You know what I mean? And, and that's what you're
0: looking for. Right. And, you know, there have been studies. Now on these reviews, that most everybody gives five stars, and the average review of almost everything is four stars or more. So when I see something less than four stars, then I start to say, "All right, what's going on here?" Like, but an, do
1: you read it? Do you read? I and do.
0: I, I read all thousand of them. I go look. I just, just sit there. No,
1: but I mean, like, in, in all reality, <laughs> if, if, if yeah. I'm if I'm being truthful here, I will read. I tend to gloss over some of the positive yep. ones. And I read the negative ones I to see too. what's in them.
0: But I go and the, the negative ones, like I said, are all very, very specific, specific to that like, person. Come on, build you a know, bridge. The, the redhead behind the counter was rude to me. It's like, all right, come on. Is the food good? Is you know, I mean, that's what I want to know. So if I see that they're all like that, then I kind of discount those, and I think, all right, the place might be better than it shows. But at the same time, if I see places that have a five star where they still have five stars and almost no negative reviews, that's pretty impressive.
1: It is pretty impressive, and that is what companies are chasing. Yeah, and that is why they also will fire. These suits whether frivolous or not They'll file them because frankly They've got attorneys on their Sides working on this I'm just the Average Joe Schmo I don't want to get Caught up in legal yeah. ramblings and Have to call you and say Barry what do I do yeah. I don't want to have to worry about that so I just Don't even engage in it you No,
0: know, and I, I've defended people Who've been sued by businesses See? so they gave them a bad Review and the business sued and it's a thing And the Business they were suing a lot of people who Gave bad reviews but the business wants those Reviews removed and the only way To do that you can't even even if it's Someone came to me and said, "All right, I'll take it off." I'll ta-. You can't do it. I can't so, even I mean, go. So if I post a
1: bad, but if I post a bad review, I can take it down, can't I?
0: I think on Yelp you can, but other ones you can't. You can't go take it down, or it still exists somewhere in the internet, so that people can still find it. It has to be taken down by the service provider. So You have to get the Googles and the Yahoos or whatever. It so may it's going to be.
1: be like wiped.
0: Yeah, and okay. and the only way to do that because the companies won't do it on their own. The only way to do it is with a court order. So this this company they hired a lawyer who was spending an awful lot of time suing people who gave them negative reviews.
1: Yeah, so it's like either. We're Give a five-star review or get an attorney. Yeah, I just won't write any of them. How about that? (laughs) Hey, you know what? Uh, Join us tomorrow. We are going to be out at Barrett Jackson, the world's greatest car collector car auction. Yeah, Barry and I will be there from 9 to noon broadcasting live and giving away some awesome prizes. Head on over to the events page at KTAR.com for more details. And if you head on out, stop on by and say hi. We are going to be there. I love that. It's so much fun. The impeachment. Oh, my goodness. It is heating up today. It's evolving. It is changing. There are a lot of moving parts. And you know what? We're going to put them all together for you. Barry and I coming up next here on KTAR.
0: Arizona's news station, KTAR News on 92.3 FM. Get some perspective. Bruce St. James and Pamela Hughes.
1: Yeah, not every day you hear the Notorious B.I.G. on KTAR. (laughs) But uh, playing it right now because, yeah, he's been inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame along with like the Doobie Brothers and Whitney Houston and Depeche Mode. Uh, So some really awesome bands getting that uh, that honor here right now. Um, And we've got some breaking news as well. The breaking news is that the House has voted on the impeachment mandate. Managers, and they are finally sending the articles of impeachment to the Senate. I mean, the day has come, Barry. And that's exactly what Nancy Pelosi said this morning. Today is the day uh, that we name the managers. We go to the floor uh, to pass the resolution to transmit uh, the articles of impeachment to the Senate.
0: Yeah, this we knew it was coming, and yeah. she finally did it. It went today. There's seven managers that are going to go over, and you can think of them as prosecutors. They're going to go over and argue the case, the House's case for impeachment, to the senators who are going to be the jurors. Uh, you know Adam Schiff, and you know uh, uh, Jerry Nadler. They're the head of the two committees that really headed up the impeachment process. They'll be there along with five others, um, and they're gonna they're gonna present the facts. They're gonna present argument. They're gonna give that to the senators. President Trump will have his attorneys there as well, including White House uh, uh, counsel and, and uh, his one of. His personal attorneys for sure, Jay Sekulow, we know is going to be there, among others. So we'll see.
1: Yeah, you said, you know, we knew that this was going to happen. Yeah, we just didn't know when it was going to happen because right. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi has been holding these articles, which is pretty unprecedented. Um, in the Clinton impeachment trial, as soon as the House voted to impeach, the articles that day went to the Senate to be holding them for weeks now is been a bit of a game of gamesmanship, if you will, between Nancy Pelosi in the House and Mitch McConnell in the Senate. And a lot of people have really come down on... Uh, Pelosi for for holding these articles like what leverage do you have how you know this isn't going to impact anything when it gets to the Senate and what we're finding out now is that actually this is a game of chess and a piece was moved today because with the articles being held for a couple of weeks a couple of things have happened I know you know this Barry but you have um Bolton, who has come out, the former uh, national security director, has come out and said that, yeah, if I'm subpoenaed, I'll testify. John Bolton did not testify in the House. So this would be new testimony. If the articles immediately went to the Senate, I don't know if we ever would have heard that from John Bolton. And then this morning... There were some stunning new texts, documents, and impeachment evidence that was released by the House. And in it, Rudy Giuliani's fixer, Lev Parnas, turned over these documents and, well, frankly, they're...
0: Pretty ugly. 59 pages of emails, text messages, and handwritten notes show the extent of Rudy Giuliani's effort to oust then-ambassador Marie Ivanovich and to press Ukraine to investigate President Trump's rival. The material was turned over by one of Giuliani's associates, Lev Parnas, who faces criminal charges here in New York of trying to inject foreign money into the American political system. In one handwritten note, Parnas wrote... Get Zelensky to announce that Biden case will be investigated. Democrats hope it bolsters their case for more evidence and testimony.
1: Yeah. Had Nancy Pelosi not waited to turn over those articles, would we have had that evidence? Well,
0: yeah, I mean, we would have had it. And, and I don't, would it
1: have gotten into the Senate?
0: Yeah, probably not. I mean, the Senate may have already done the trial. Keep in mind, there were you know the Senate was gone for a couple of weeks over the holidays, so the, the delay was, wasn't quite as bad. Uh, but... It did. It did allow more information to come out. It's making it more uncomfortable. You're hearing now more Republican senators saying, I'd like to hear from some witnesses. I want to hear from John Bolton. So I actually think we may hear from witnesses. I think this is going to happen. Uh, the question of whether three or four Republican senators have to say we want to hear from witnesses is interesting. Normally, if there's a tie, the vice president steps in and breaks that tie, Pamela. But here, the vice president doesn't have a seat for impeachment. The chief justice of the Supreme Court, John Roberts, he'll be in that chair. I don't know. If he's if he gets to make break the tie so to speak, or if he's just going to say you have to have fifty one votes to get something done,
1: yeah, and that's the way it it, it typically is. Yeah, you need that fifty one, and right now there are forty seven Democratic senators in the Senate, so which means they'd have to pull three Republicans onto their side. Um, well, they'd have to pull four. There are three that seem open to it. Uh, Murkowski, Susan Collins, Mitt Romney. Who would that fourth be? I think that this this evidence that has come out this morning puts more pressure on that fourth or one more Republican yeah. that just says, we need to see more here. Now, I say that, Barry, but I, but I hedge it a bit because just because Republicans... May some Republicans may vote to allow witnesses to testify in this impeachment hearing doesn't mean that it is all rainbow and sunshine for Democrats. We don't know what John Bolton is going to say,
0: and we also don't know how much executive privilege the president will claim, how much that will stop testimony. There's still a lot of of variables here, but there's going to be quite a bit of pressure applied uh, to several senators. Cory Gardner, uh, Lamar Lamar Alexander in Tennessee is retiring. He may say, "Let's just do the right thing and have witnesses." Uh, But people like Cory Gardner and, frankly, Martha McSally here in Arizona who are up for reelection, who who may – they're worried about two things. They don't want to be primary. They don't want to upset President Trump. But at the same time, for – I mean, I'll tell you, the the last poll here, Pamela, shows that 66% of Americans think there should be witnesses in the impeachment trial in the Senate. That obviously includes a whole bunch of Republicans. So if you're an Arizona Republican who isn't saying, I want to remove President Trump, but I think the right thing to do is to have witnesses and let's hear from these people – and Martha McSally says no she sticks with the party line does that affect your your willingness you to vote for her do you really
1: think do you honestly think that Martha McSally
0: would vote with Democrats? I don't think that she I don't want to say she voted with Democrats. She might decide that that's the appropriate thing to but do. But that's
1: in essence how it's going to be framed.
0: I don't think Martha McSally will. I think Corey Gardner in Colorado might.
1: Yeah, I don't think Martha McSally yeah. will either. And and that's why I was just like I do not I d I don't I don't see that happening. The way that she has cozied up from the president and at times trying to, you know, distance herself a little bit from that. Yeah, Arizona's not as conservative as it once was. Hence the reason why, you know, when we're talking about this Senate race and the amount of money that has been raised. Martha McSally has raised more money than any other senator, but it's still far below what her, you know, what people believe to be her opponent, Mark Kelly on the on the Democrat side, has raised. So I don't think that she would that she would go against what the Republican Party wants and, and vote for witnesses. Yeah, now, Alexander in, in Tennessee. Yeah, I think that's probably their best shot because he is not coming back. And so we know how that goes. When you're not coming back, you feel more free to do what's truly in your heart and not necessarily or what you think is right. Not necessarily what's right by the party.
0: Well, I think you're right. I, but I do think there's a lot more discussion now than there was a couple of weeks ago yep. about whether witnesses should be called. And that discussion is happening on the Republican side of the aisle. So, and
1: it happened because Nancy Pelosi held and, the articles. And
0: this new information, these new the documents, these new 59 documents that were just released from Lev Parnas, these just pile on it. It's just so much new information that makes what the president did look more personal, not about really finding any uh, corruption. It's just... It's not good. And if you're just if you're being impartial, you're looking at this, you probably you probably should say, I want to see some more documents, and I want to hear from some witnesses.
1: Yeah, politics, man. It'll make your head spin yeah. these days, right? That's for oh, sure. Wow. That's why you may need to have your faith in humanity restored. Oh, my. Going to give it a go. Coming up next, you're on KTAR.
0: Get some perspective. Bruce St. James and Pamela Hughes. KTAR News on 92.3 FM.
1: I can still see that moment in the video where it just is dead silent and then Whitney just belts it out. Yes, Whitney Houston, bodyguard. Great movie, Kevin Costner. Whitney Houston, along with Nine Inch Nails, Depeche Mode, Notorious B.I.G., Doobie Brothers, all getting inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So that's some new news today, as you just also heard with Bob McClay. The House has voted to send the articles of impeachment to the Senate. So that's going to happen later on tonight. And, you know, here, when it comes to elections and dollars and politics, we're finding that the Arizona Senate race between what's expected to be Martha McSally and Mark Kelly, man, they are just bringing in the big bucks, aren't they, Barry?
0: Yeah, they really are. I mean, Martha McSally brought in $12 million last year, which is a huge amount, more than any other sitting senator. But Mark Kelly, the Democratic rival for the seat here in Arizona, he brought in $20 million. This is a much-looked-at seat. It's going to be hotly contested and going to get a lot of national dollars. But I will say, uh, and especially on the Mark Kelly side... Two, they have 200,000 individual donors, each giving about $43 a piece. Um, that's amazing. I mean, I know he's getting national money, too, as is Martha McSally, but he has so many individual donors, and I, I'm sure a lot of those are local. I'm sure a lot of our national people. Uh, it, it's going to be interesting. going He's going to be tough to beat as well.
1: Okay. Yeah, so for perspective on that, so... 200,000 donors averaging 43 bucks, is yeah. that what it is? Okay. Martha McSally, it's a little over 50,000 donors averaging a little over $60. Yeah. So, I mean, what my takeaway from that would be is you have more people engaged in the Kelly campaign, than the McSally campaign. And that's a very simplistic way view of it. I, I understand. But if you're just kind of breaking those two down and comparing them, that's what I take away from it. But what I'm also taking away from this is just how expensive yeah. this race is going to be. I mean, the last campaign that McSally was involved in with uh, Kirsten Cinema just in 2018 was also among the most expensive in the country. And I believe it was the most expensive Senate race we've ever seen in the state of Arizona. That's going to pale into comparison to what we're seeing here.
0: Yeah. the, the Last year, uh, Kirsten Sinema, or two years ago, Kirsten Sinema had uh, raised $24 million total to win that election. Kelly already raised $20 million. The other side of this that isn't included in these numbers is outside groups mm-hmm. who run ads on their own in support or against one of the candidates. And you're, we've been seeing these ads now against Martha McSally. There's a lot of negative ads running against Martha McSally saying she's giving up the uh, uh, pre existing conditions. In- conditions and things. Martha McSally has been telling crowds, telling groups when she speaks to them, hey, I need... Outside groups to help me, and she's not really supposed to coordinate with them or anything. But she's saying it publicly. I can't
1: talk to them. I right. can't ask them. I'm just saying but, I'm praying for but them. Help. Yeah, help. exactly. And, like and wink, wink, nudge, yeah. nudge. Because
0: she's looking right now, saying I'm getting beat up with these negative ads. Nobody's doing it against Mark Kelly, and he's raising more money than me. I, I need help.
1: And and if she were to you know dig into her piggy bank and actually start paying for some of these com- these commercials, that piggy bank is going to go away
0: fast. Right. It, it does. Uh, she's already Expensive. spending quite a bit of money. I mean, she's raised twelve million. She has about. $6 6.3, uh, or about $7 million left in the bank. So, I mean, she's already spending quite a bit. I'm sure she has a big staff. Uh, this is going to be expensive. But I've got to tell you, we've got two good candidates running. Um, they're both uh, going to do their thing and uh, we'll see what happens. It, it's Arizona's going to be in the spotlight.
1: Stay tuned is what I'm hearing there, Barry, because yes. we will be covering that for you here on KTIR But politics, man. I'll tell you. At times it makes your head spin. So, let's get to some of the good news here, right? The stuff that helps to restore your faith in humanity. And I, I thought this was Was an adorable story, and I loved the reaction to it. So, I got to take you to New Jersey. That's where you're going to meet seven year old Sabrina. Now, seven year old Sabrina is already a pretty slick skater, but it's the move that she made off the ice that scored really big. You see, Sabrina has been playing hockey. Since she was oh just five years old, right? This little girl has been just nailing it there on the ice. But her dad, her dad recently had given her a deck of National Hockey League playing cards, right? And so she's kind of going through it here, and she says, you know, a king and a jack have hockey sticks, but the queens and this, you know, playing this playing cards are cheerleaders. We don't have cheerleaders in hockey, and not only that, it's not okay. So the slight. She decided to point out to the NHL, so she wrote them a letter. She picked up the pad and the paper and the pencil and wrote a letter and said it's unfair that none of the Queens are hockey players. And she's like, it wasn't like I was asking them to to change it. I was just pointing out something that was obvious, you know, to her. Well, the NHL did not ignore it. In fact, they said as a young girl, you represent everything we believe in. The power of the sports brings us together. They told her that they would be changing the playing cards and that the Queens, too, now will be holding the hockey sticks and i just think it's it's a really cool story of a girl a little girl saw something that she felt was wrong parents encouraged her to write a letter you know hey you you have a voice and 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 she was heard and i think it's such a powerful lesson to her and a lot of the other kids out there
0: yeah it's a powerful lesson to adults it's if you see something you don't think is right it's okay to say something say it in a constructive way and maybe you can make change too
1: Faith and humanity. Thank you so much, Barry. Barry Markson in today and all week long. Tomorrow, Barry and I, were going to be out at Barrett Jackson. If oh, you're yeah. there, stop on by, say hello. And thanks to the entire crew here. Uh, you know, it, it, it takes a village to put this on. And Bob McClay.